What's up, people? Another episode of Justice Porch. Moke Davis here with you. We got some dynamic, dynamic NBA playoffs so far. I know there are people that are like, oh, it's only game one. I'm not having any knee-jerk reactions. Right? I, I find it funny when people are like, and look at me, I'm already getting into it. I'm supposed to set up the show, right? Oh, we're going to talk about this. Go ahead and talk about that. But I'm like fired up when everybody's like, oh, it's only game one. It counts. Who cares that it's only game one? It counts. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Jalen Hurts, his new deal with the Eagles, and what it means for Lamar Jackson. We'll also talk a little bit about the NHL and the playoffs that begin tonight in the NHL and who my pick is. Uh, And I got a deep sleeper pick as well. But we are first going to start again. I'm back at it. About the NBA. All of this, oh, well, it's only the first game. Every game counts. I don't understand why we're acting like, oh, and not everybody, but there's some people out there like, oh, it's only the first game. You know, let's let's let how the series go. No. If you're, especially if you're the team that lost, in some cases, you lost home court advantage. There is no, oh, well, okay, just give us a game. No. You lost. Now, the game that surprised me, that was the most surprising to me, was the Clippers beating Phoenix in game one. Phoenix was undefeated. When Kevin Durant was in the lineup, it was a regular season. But again, I don't want to hear about, oh, well, the regular season is just a tune-up. Hey, the regular season determines playoff seedings, determines whether you make the playoffs or not. So everybody who makes the mistake of acting like the regular season doesn't matter, it matters. Even the, oh, well, I got to rest my guys to be ready for the playoffs. For what? You may get hurt game one in the playoffs, i.e. Giannis. So what does the rest matter? To me, that whole rest and load management is bunk. Because you cannot predict what happens in the playoffs. Play the game like every game matters. That's how you should play. I was surprised that Phoenix let game one go. Whether he scored a lot of points or not. Both of what Kawhi Leonard did. And Russell Westbrook did quietly. And I say that because there wasn't a lot of flash. There was a lot of oohs and ahs. But it really wasn't flashy. They just did their jobs. And it was it was amazing to watch. That block by Russell Westbrook towards the end of the game of Devin Booker. And then he had the sense to then also catch the ball midair and throw it off of Kevin so it went out of bounds on Devin. Excuse me, not Kevin. 
Most of that was set up and may not have happened if it wasn't for the fact that Devin Booker wasn't finishing the play. He was complaining about, oh, I was fouled on my hand. He was so busy worrying about the call that he wasn't paying attention to what was happening within the game. You can argue about the call when the ball is dead, but you cannot argue about the call when it's in the middle of the call. That That's my thought. Should have waited till it was a dead ball. He didn't, and that might have been the crucial play there. The funny thing is they were talking so much about how, oh, Wessel, Russell Westbrook wasn't really doing any scoring. But he, he and Kawhi also, they had a lot of good give and go. Actually, Kevin Durant had a lot of good give and go too. He only took like 15 shots. But the way he was setting up his teammates was really good. But that game surprised me. I thought Phoenix would get game one. And now they're behind the eight ball in a major, major way. Major way. The game I expected to go as it did because I said they would be upset. The Lakers are in the best playoff position. Because to me, Memphis is the weakest team. Why do you say that? Because I think they're dealing with some identity crises, if you will. I believe that they think they are better than they are because they look at their record, but maybe not quite realizing that they just are not playing the right way at the right time. That's my issue with them. They simply are not looking like a championship caliber team. And I also think, as I often talk about that fine line between courage and arrogance, they're just arrogant. I don't know if many people outside of Beale Street root for Memphis to win, especially against the Lakers. Like that Lakers fan base, that LeBron James fandom, you were definitely not the favorite here if you're the Memphis Grizzlies. And I think it's going to show. They lost home court advantage. You have championship caliber team or player, excuse me, in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They've got, they were talking about on TNT. how they get all these good players? They got my man Rui Hachimura. Showed out. Showed out. They've got a quality team and a deep bench. In the playoffs, you don't need that that deep of a bench. You need three players, maybe. That is a very, very scary team for any team to play. And I said Memphis was going down before the playoffs started. That was my big upset. And I think you're going to see it happen. LeBron smelling blood. And then you add to that the fact that Ja may not play in game two. And if he does, he's certainly not going to be the same. They already lost home court advantage. And I think the Lakers will win that series. And Memphis will have to go home and rethink about they chirp too much. Like, just play the game. Let's just play the game. And they can't seem to do that. They really can't. And it just, ugh. 
I don't know. Like, I don't know when they switched over for me. What point in the season? I was like, eh, whatever. Um, I'm good off of them. I really am. I really am. We also got 76ers Nets coming up tonight. By the time you hear this, the game's probably already going on. I expect the 76ers to win. That's all good. That's what I expect. There's nothing really new there. But if, if, amazingly, the Nets can steal a game, maybe we got a series. Maybe we got a series. We definitely have a series with the Bucks and Heat. Now, I expect the Bucks to win this series, but the Heat, they're no slouch. Now, I think the bigger loss for the Heat moving forward is losing Tyler Hero. Maybe, you know, they caught the Bucks off guard and got game one, but now Giannis is hurt too. So, you know, you never know about that series. But I think overall you can expect Milwaukee to bounce back but I think now this game, this series is going to go seven. And that can hurt Milwaukee long term. They probably thought, oh, we can dispatch with the Heat, who had to win two play-in games to get here. We'll dispatch of them. Five games, maybe. But no, now you don't have a healthy Giannis. I mean, he, he looked like he was in pain. But now you're going to need Bam to step up. Because no Tyler Hero, Bam is going to be the second option. And I know he was talking to the coaching staff about, yo, you got to give me some more looks. Well, now they're going to have to give him some more looks. They're going to have to. They're going to have to. In the other series, Cavaliers, Knicks, I tell you what, that was a, that, Cavs should, they, they need to win that game. They need to be a little tougher. Knicks are not going to back down. And unfortunately, I think in many ways, they may have lost the series already. Knicks can smell blood. Seti Osmond couldn't do anything against Jalen Brunson. But I know a Coral can't shoot, and maybe that's why Seti Osmond was in the game late. But I think that's another series where, nah, man, you couldn't afford to lose that game. And Cavs had their chances to win it. There's no doubt about that. But you're going to need a big game the rest of the way out of... The big men need to rebound more. I mean, the fact that they couldn't get a rebound was bad. They might be Frell and, and Allen and Mobley, but they've gotta they've gotta do better on the boards. They really do. But Donovan Mitchell's gonna have to carry that team a lot. They really are. Celtics Hawks, eh, that's about what I expected. I expected Celtics to win, and I expect them to possibly even sweep the, the, the Hawks. Nuggets might even sweep the Timberwolves. They might even sweep the Timberwolves. The other game, I expected Kings to get that one win over the Warriors. I did. I figured that would happen. But then if you also look at that game, how close it was, if you're a Warriors fan... You, you can't possibly be worried. Why? Because they almost had a chance to win that game. And I don't think the Warriors even played that great. But on the flip side, if you look at the Kings... 
the kings needed a special performance by Malik Monk to even get that win. That's what I would say if I'm in the Golden State Warriors locker room. I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. Golden State played pretty they were to me they were average. Wiggins was a surprise that he played so well, but they're the champs. Champs over the Kings. Yep, it's going to happen. I think they got game one. I think Golden State will get game two, maybe even game three and game four, and come home and close out the Kings. That's what I expect to happen. That's what I expect. Moving to football. There was breaking news earlier today that Jalen Hurts got paid. Straight cash, homie. Reports are the Philadelphia Eagles and quarterback Jalen Hurts reached an agreement on a five-year, $255 million extension with little over $179 million guaranteed. The biggest contract in terms of the average annual value in NFL history. So that's going to keep changing. I mean, that's not that big a deal. Come on. It is a highest average, but Deshaun Watson still has the most guaranteed. And the first thing that came to my mind is it wasn't mean for Lamar Jackson. That's all I was thinking about. I mean, the crazy thing is Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson are getting, they're in second and third behind Jalen Hurts for the highest average salary. Aaron Rodgers is getting 50 million. Russell Wilson's getting 49 million. And in my mind, they're basically getting paid for one Super Bowl. Neither one of them have delivered. And look, it happens a lot with a lot of athletes. But neither one of them have delivered of late that I think either one of them is worth that kind of money. Especially the fact that they're on the tail end of their careers. I mean, I guess if you say for Jalen Hurts, at least you're looking at, hey, we got a future with this guy. We've got a good seven, eight, 10 years on this contract or excuse me, not so much on this contract, but with him as the quarterback, that's what I mean. The the actual contract is only for five years, but he is a younger quarterback at 25. It's actually 24. There is a lot more to build on with his future than there is. You're paying for for the past with, with Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. But I digress. The fact that Jalen Hurts took the Eagles to the Super Bowl. They lost to Kansas City. It's a good contract. The question is, 
What does this mean for Lamar Jackson? If you put these quarterbacks side by side and said, which quarterback would you take? Going into last season, I probably would have said Lamar Jackson. Why? I think that his talent as a runner is better when I'm looking at it with the naked eye. I'm not talking about what's on paper. I'm not talking about all the analytics, right? But I think that's because we were, and a lot of people probably would say that. I bet if you ask 10 people, 7 out of 10 would say Lamar Jackson. But Jalen Hurts was good. Jalen Hurts has proved again and again, even at Alabama. Hey, you want to count me out? Count me out. I'll go to Oklahoma. I'll win there too. He was a second round pick, which means teams just weren't believing in him. And look where he is now because he bet on himself, believed in himself. That doesn't always work out for everybody. But if you want to get into the analytics, his QBR was fourth in the league, 11th in completion percentage. He had... Played probably his best game in the Super Bowl and just made one mistake. His running, he ran for 760 yards, 13 touchdowns. If you have to pick a quarterback next year, I mean, 22 touchdowns, I'm like, okay. But the thing is, I mean, I guess you then say, okay, well, if he wasn't throwing them, then he was rushing. I mean, because also when I'm thinking if I'm a running back, I don't want to play with Jalen Hurts. I want to play with a Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, the ones who want to just hand off the ball and, and me run it in. But as far as the way you could set your team up, Jalen Hurts gives you some different options. Joe Burrow, you know he's going to pocket it. For the most part. And I'm probably, somebody's going to tell me I'm wrong on that too. But if I'm Lamar Jackson, I look at this and like, okay, I got to get mine at some point. But maybe now you say, well, shoot. All right, Jalen Hurts is getting $51 million a year. Deshaun Watson got most guaranteed money at two hundred thirty. dollars Kyler Murray's behind him at one eighty nine, dollars And Jalen Hurts is behind him at one seventy nine. dollars in terms of most guaranteed money. Maybe Lamar will finally say, look, give me 150, which funny because it makes it closer to, okay, this is exactly what Baltimore was trying to give you. But I think this might have been the place for Lamar Jackson where he looks at this contract and say, okay, this is where I slot in. Maybe that's what he's going to say.
But now, what are we going to do? I mean, maybe now you see where Lam- I don't know if Jalen Hurts is here. Maybe Lamar Jackson, okay. Maybe he can get 150 guaranteed. If he gets more, fine. But if Jackson was offered 133 million. I don't know. I mean, I think if you can make these kind of escalations, hey, if you stay healthy, you get this. If you get injured, but you play this many games, right, you get this. I think it's fair for the Ravens to add some escalations. But in the end, you want to be able to say the headline is Lamar Jackson got $200 million contract. And maybe Lamar Jackson will be happy. And maybe that'll be it. I mean, I'm surprised. Three years, $133 million, That's pretty good. I mean, if you can bet on yourself and you get that, that's over $40 million a, a, a season, especially if you can get it. I mean, maybe if it wasn't, if it's fully guaranteed, I mean, come on. That's not bad. And I know here I am now that I see Jalen Hurst. Now I'm like looking at Lamar Jackson's deal a little bit differently. I'm like, ah, that actually is a pretty good deal. But I get he wants the five years and hopefully he'll get it. Hopefully he will get it. I, 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 I do, I do. If he can get five years, $200 million, maybe. I mean, now, of course, there are new reports of what the possibility is for Lamar to get. This will be interesting. Yahoo Sports reported that Lamar maybe will get something north of $200 million from the Ravens. I just don't, I mean, you know, maybe some things just leak, but the whole like, oh, he requested a trade from the Ravens because he didn't get what he wants. And, you know, I mean, some of it may just be negotiated, but at the same time, it just kind of bums you out that like, you know, if you're a Ravens fan, you're like, dang, you don't even want to be here anymore. Sides couldn't work it out. You can't necessarily blame Lamar. Both sides are at fault here. But, you know, you kind of wish they could get it together, right? Do I think Lamar should get a better deal than Jalen Hurts? No. I think it should be somewhere around there. But the flip side, when I think about that and I'm saying that, I'm like, yeah, but to me, I'd take Lamar Jackson over Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. I would. So if they are getting $50 million a year, maybe you should. 
I know I'm saying it like maybe, but I just don't see anything good in Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. I don't. You're paying them for winning the Super Bowl over a decade and a half ago. That's what you're doing. I mean, come on. Look at the divisions they play in. I, well, sorry. Let me let me rephrase that. Because I, I shouldn't speak ill of the divisions per se. Or have they been the top divisions? AFC West, yes, has been kind of up there. But he's not with Seattle anymore. We're talking about Denver. Aaron Rodgers, yep, wins NFC North. NFC North isn't really strong. And then what happens? Get to the playoffs and can't get it done. It happens all the time. All the time. He's just he's just not worth it. Overrated in my mind. He's just overrated in my mind. Another story as we stick to the National Football League, the reports of Josh Allen uh, being the leader to get the Washington Commanders. He's going to buy them. Here's my biggest issue with Josh Harris. Josh Harris is making a business decision. And I can't help but liking in the beginning. I'm thinking about when Daniel Snyder was going to buy the team. Again, I love that he was a fan. It's hard for me to like an owner. Now, granted, if you win, you're like, yeah, whatever, right? That's what it's going to end up being like. Yep, if you win, it doesn't matter. But there's a part of me that it does matter to me in my heart. He's just making a business decision. He doesn't care about the Washington fan base. He just has that ego of, I just want to own an NFL team. And that's it. When he bought the New Jersey Devils, right? I was reading the article by John Kine. But obviously you see this quote from other places. And he said, what we've done, this is Josh Harris, a quote from Josh Harris. What we've done is buy good good companies. Good franchises that have a reason to exist, but for whatever reason may have some financial difficulties or need some new leadership, end quote. I know that was about the New Jersey Devils, but I imagine that also is the same mindset with the Washington team. Buy low, sort of. I mean, $6 billion, is that low? Save a franchise, but you're buying them for a business decision. You don't care about the team per se. That's my thing. He's got a lot going on up I-95. He's got the New Jersey Devils, Philadelphia 76ers, and now the Washington Commanders. And I'm not saying, oh, Daniel Snyder shouldn't sell because I we know the sad and bad things that have gone on with Daniel Snyder. I just hope we have someone in Josh Harris who will care about the team. 
And I think there's something about these billionaires just buying teams. I mean, I think about the opposite. Another thing that to pivot a little bit. When Todd Bowley bought Chelsea, I was like, oh, it's exciting. He's on the DMV. He's buying Chelsea, my favorite English Premier League team. But I can only imagine in England, they're like, who is this American buying our team? He don't even care about us. This is a business decision. Hopefully he's buying low and selling high. It's happening again in Washington with the learners. Maybe it's a little different. But we know it wasn't now we know. It was just strictly a business decision. They were treating it just like real estate investments they made. Buy low, sell high. We don't care about the team. And actually, unfortunately, they cared enough, I guess, to win. That's a little unfair of me to say that they did win. But it reminds me of, obviously, of like Florida Marlins. Win, sell everything. Maybe you win again. But this team sold off everything. It's like, okay, we're done. Let's sell the franchise. And I don't want Josh Harris to be that way. The fact that the this ownership group, group, if they get approved, will be the next owners for 10, 15, 20 years, maybe longer. I wonder what it's like to be a billionaire. It must be nice. Man, I'd love to see what that's like, what that life is like, what that world is like. Maybe someday I'll get there. Till I die, there's always a chance, right? Never stop dreaming. Never stop wishing. I don't need to be a billionaire. But it'd be, and I don't know. I wonder what it's like. But if I could buy the Washington Commanders and save them, and it's my favorite team, that'd just be great. That'd be amazing. Now, I know there's talk of this offer from Brian Davis, who's also from the DMV, and he's offering $7 billion, but... You know, even on a couple text chains, some of the people, some of my uh, friends and colleagues were like, uh, Brian Davis, a little something shady about him. And Sean Merriman even was on Twitter talking about, yeah, Brian Davis owe a lot of people money. I don't know about him. I didn't like to see that, but it, it, it got me a little bit more excited. Like, oh, if Brian Davis buys him, now we got somebody who has a love for the team. It's just a difference. Just a little bit of a difference there. For me. And with Washington, I wish that this sale could go through before the draft. And now it won't. And now the coaching staff and the front office and the owner are going to make a a potentially franchise-changing decision without the new ownership group. And that's the one thing that I think was fumbled by this whole thing by the NFL. It should have been done before the draft. I do wish it was done before. All right, lastly, we're going to the National Hockey League. Playoffs start today. 
I'm watching a little bit. Caps are out of it. But my wife, the penguins are out of it. So what am I watching for? I'm watching for two things. Can Boston make history? Or will we see a changing of the guard as Connor McDavid lifts the Edmonton Oilers to the Stanley Cup championship? If he just makes the finals, that's it. That's that that's a pretty good stepping stone. But when you think about Sidney Crosby not being in the playoffs, Alex Ovechkin not being in the playoffs, and now it's the younger players that are coming up. Connor McDavid had 153 points. He led the league in points. He led the league in goals. And the funny thing is, you know, as I was trying to think of a sleeper, I went to, oh, let me look at the goalies. Because that's what matters in the NHL playoffs. It's all about the goalie. It's all about the goalie. And so when I was looking at, okay, do we think do we think that the Edmonton Oilers can win the Stanley Cup playoffs? I was like, it's probably Boston's to lose. They're just a dominant team. They even have a dominant goalkeeper in Ulmark. So the likelihood of them winning the Stanley Cup, hoisting the Stanley Cup trophy, Lord Stanley, is, yeah, they're the favorite. They're the favorite. Edmonton was my sleeper pick. They have the third best chance of hoisting Lord Stanley Cup. But, so Boston's a favorite, then Colorado, then Edmonton, and then Toronto. I was wondering if anybody would consider going deep, deep. A deep sleeper could be the Minnesota Wild. Now, if you think about Boston Bruins are at plus 330. What is that? $3.36 to one, I guess. Colorado Avalanche plus 650. Edmonton Oilers, eight to one. That's still a good sleeper pick if you want to take it. But Minnesota Wild, 22 to 1. And they have a quality goaltender who behind 
who right behind Linus Olmark has the second best goals against average and save percentage. Philippe Gustafsson. That's who I look out for. If you want a sleeper pick. If he stays hot, if he's a hot goalie, right? He would be coming out of the Western Conference, right, in Minnesota. So you would never face Boston until you get to the Stanley Cup Finals. And if he can get hot, He's only they were only six points behind Colorado. They had a, a decent home and away record. Now Colorado and Dallas are better. Vegas is better. Edmonton is better. The LA Kings are better. But I'm talking about a deep sleeper. That's what I'm talking about here. Remember that. So my pick is Edmonton. But my sleeper is the Minnesota Wild. And wouldn't that be wild if they were to win it all? That'll do it for Just for Sport. Enjoy the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. As the world turns with Lamar Jackson in the cell of the commanders, let's keep an eye on it. That'll just, that'll do it for Just for Sport. I'm Jamoke. Ciao for now. Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the Just for Sport podcast. All you have to do is sign up now and use the promo code J for Sport, and Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep, that's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the Prize Picks app today.